The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hi, my name is Lawrence Brooks, and you're listening to the Hoop Ball Mavericks podcast. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for my betting tips. I always get asked, who you got, Lakers or Clippers, Brady or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets, the one sports book guaranteed to give me the best lines, for Tuesday night basketball, Saturday night basketball, playoff basketball, and everything in between. And you know me, I don't give my stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do, and my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up in a promo code HoopBall and get your deposit matched away halfway up to a thousand bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best, bet with my bookie. Again, my name is Lawrence Brooks. Thank you guys for joining the Hoop Ball Mavericks podcast. And we are back after a game one win. Now, <clears throat> with that being said, I must admit, I thought that the Clippers would come out extremely focused, extremely ready to go, which I think they were. And I thought that they would take game one. Boy, was I wrong. And boy, do I love being wrong in this instance. Man. The Mavericks really, and and this is what I've been saying all year. The Mavericks are a good basketball team. The Mavericks were on the verge of being a four seed had they had a little more fortune and things go their way throughout the year. We know what, what they went through. We don't have to go through all of that. But what I do know is they were their record since February was that of a team that was top five in the entire NBA. And when you add that up and then you come into tonight, so yeah, they're the fifth seed. Yeah, they don't have as many stars as the Clippers do. But at the same time, this is a good basketball team. And I've, I said even on my last podcast, when we did um, the crossover pod, I should say, with me and Brandon with Hootball Clips. Shout out to Hootball Clips. Love that guy. But as we were talking about this series, I talked about how this was a good matchup for the for the. Mavericks in the sense that they had some familiarity in the sense that they can take advantage of some things that's going on out there and especially if they come back in and they defend Luka one-on-one in this game they did it again they guarded Luka one-on-one I mean they don't get me wrong they did other they they tried to double him they tried to blitz screens they tried to send a spy and pre-rotate to discourage the drive and make him kick out the different guys but he made the right read almost almost all game and the unique thing about Luca is there's only maybe one or two other guys in the league that can dictate tempo for an entirety of a game and that's probably LeBron James and if you want to say maybe Nikola Jokic maybe he's still working to get there but as a guy but it's much easier for a guy who brings the ball up someone who has the ball in his hands as much as a Luca or LeBron which Jokic does to an extent, but with when they have Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray does a, a great deal of the ball handling and um, decision making is and playmaking as well. So, but in this instance with LeBron and Luca, both of them have the ball majority of the game, 
and they are literally directing traffic. And then when you add the fact that they're making shots, it is really difficult to get a hold of the game when they're really making things happen at at the drop of a hat, wherever they want things to go. So then you go in a game like tonight or a game like today. They start out with Patrick Beverly on him, and it's not enough. Patrick Beverly's not big enough. He's just simply not big enough. Luka can shield him off so he can be as pesky as he wants. But the fact of the matter is he can't get in Luka's space enough to bother him. Luka just steps right around him, backs him down, looks over him out of double teams or out of the post. Whatever he wants to do, he can get from Patrick Beverly. So you put Kawhi or Paul George on him. And so speaking of putting those guys on him, so they've had, so Lucas played seven career playoff games so far. Kawhi and Paul George have both been on the floor, although they haven't always guarded him, but they've also, they've been on the floor with him. So they've taken the responsibility of guarding Luka. Listen to these numbers that Luka has put up playing against the Clippers in their two all-NBA level defenders. He's had 42-7-9. He's had 28, 8, and 7, 13, 10, and 10, 43, 17, and 13, 22, 8, and 4, 38, 9, and 9, and then today, 31, 10, and 11. He is on a historic pace, ladies and gentlemen. Luka Doncic is, it's unlike anything we've seen in, in the sense that he's just way ahead of his time in terms of how he sees the game. He's one of the smartest players in the game already at such an early age, and it causes problems facing a Clippers team who would love to speed him up, who would love to force him into some bad decisions, and they just simply can't do it. Now, with that being said, we uh, you look at you look at the game today and the first thing the first thing that immediately stands out obviously is Luka and him able to, being able to dictate pace, being able to get things going. Also of note, also of note as I'm jumping around a little bit here, they're now 28-0 when they're leading after the first quarter. They won every single quarter tonight, but again, they started out the game, they won the first quarter, and that is such a strange stat that they've won every game that they've been leading at the end of the first quarter. Tonight was no different, or today I should say. But getting back to what stood out the most outside of that, the Mavericks shot 47% from three. 47%, 17 of 36 47% from three. And then you turn over to the Clippers, who have led the league in three-point shooting for the year and free throw shooting. They shot 27% from three, 11 for 40. 11 for 40 is not going to get it done for those guys, especially for a team who shoots the three as well as they do. And for Kawhi, PG, Marcus Morris to combine and go three of 20 from three, and then you look at the Mavs, Luka, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Hardaway Jr., go 14 of 25 from three. That's, I mean, that's a, a large chunk of where you can look for how this ball game went. And the Mavericks led for the majority of the game. There were some, some lead changes. There, they did um, have, a, they, they took a four point lead was the largest lead they had, but the Mavericks, the Mavericks actually won, was, they were leading majority of this game. I mean, their, their biggest lead I think was, um, was 12, and they went on a they went on their longest run I think was 11 and there was some back and forth but overall the late game execution the ability for these guys to knock down threes and the production from the supporting cast 
is what really propelled them to this win. And we talked about that as well. We talked about the fact that the supporting cast for both of these teams were going to have to play well. You know who the stars are. They're coming to play. You expect them to show up and show out. But if you can get the supporting cast to play as well as they have, which I lamented on the crossover pod, I said I mentioned how well Tim Hardaway Jr. has been playing, how well Jalen Brunson has been playing all year, how Dwight Powell has come along. And then you got, and then you got Porzingis back in the mix who he's been up and down, but he's a very formidable offensive threat. He's just a guy who's just getting back. So um, so you can't, I mean, I, I'm not shocked that he didn't play as well as maybe he wanted to play. But again, he's healthy. He's back. Just has to get his legs up under him. He hasn't played basketball in almost two weeks. But the supporting cast, every, everyone chipped in. And then when you add in Dorian Finney-Smith, who I said could be a big X factor in this series if he's knocking down shots. It's hard for them to game plan for everything else and then have to try to deal with him as well. And it comes down to the fact that when you try to game plan for teams, there's certain things you have to live with. I mean, you break down who you want to take away, how you want to cover guys, who else secondarily that you want to make sure that you take care of. And then you always have to come to a deciding factor of if this person beats us or if they do this, we shake their hand and say, congratulations, you beat us. And I think Dorian Finney-Smith is that guy for them. Tonight, he has, or today, he, has set, he was 7 of 9, 4 of 5 from 3. He was a plus 15 in the plus minus category, had 18 points, 5 rebounds. I mean, he played outstanding. And he's been playing well under the radar. A lot of people don't realize it, but he's been one of the most improved players, at least for the last three years. It hasn't stood out um, statistically in terms of just eye-popping numbers, but but a guy who's gradually gotten better year after year and now he's playing with confidence he's knocking his three down with confidence and he's dialed in and so if he continues to do that the Ma- the Mavericks are in a really really good spot to make some noise in this playoffs um with him playing this well um as we move over talking about Porzingis touching on him a little bit they put Kawhi Leonard on him which shows you how much respect they have for Porzingis number one i I, I I won't be I'm not concerned with I'm not concerned with him not playing as well today, considering he hasn't played basketball in like two weeks, um, getting his legs up under him. It's a playoff game. So the so the the intensity is amplified and it's just, you know, you just never know what you get when a guy comes back um, off of a, off of being having such a long layoff and then jumping back in the game, acting it being the playoffs. But he was a plus 13 for all for all that being said four rebounds, one block. He was only one of five from three. He was five or six from the free throw line, four of 13 overall. But again, they had Kawhi Leonard on him, which shows you how they feel about him. But what it also said to me is they don't believe that he's going to post up much. And the fact that he roams the perimeter is more of a pick and pop guy. They'd rather have Kawhi Leonard defending him out there than to try to take advantage of his abilities down low. Now, Rick Carlisle might make a might make a few tweaks after he sees that they that that's who they put on him and start calling more sets for him to get the ball closer to the basket although he did have opportunities tonight he didn't finish as much as he should have but he was also you know just rusty but if they keep Kawhi Leonard on him I like that matchup I like Porzingis to still be able to do things with that matchup considering he can get to his sweet spots on the court because if he does he's going to rise right up over Kawhi Leonard and knock down shots so you you love the fact that he was able to have a rusty um 
you know, not, I don't want to say bad game, but not a good game. I'll just say not a good game. He didn't play bad, but he didn't play good. And he was really, I mean, he really was not good for the first three quarters, but at least he showed up to help close out in the fourth and make himself a factor. But if you can get a win away from home with him not playing well, and then you get so, that much supporting uh, support from your supporting cast, that's a recipe for success. You'll take it. You'll move on to the next game because at that point you're playing with house money. If you can just if you can get his bad games out of the way where he's not playing as well and everyone else steps up, kudos to them. So you got Torian. I mean, you got Dorian Finney-Smith who shot the ball well. Maxi Kleber was back after being out um, with injury. He was a plus nine today. He had nine rebounds. Again, what he does does not always show up in the stat sheet. His ability as a help side defender, his ability as a defender in general, and being able to knock down outside shots. I expect that he'll be able to make shots as well coming along um, as he gets his feet under him in the playoffs. Jalen Brunson, I mean, uh, again, man, I I don't know why he fell out of the six-man-of-the-year running, but he was huge in the fourth quarter. Two and ones that really propelled them into holding on to the lead. He was seven of eight from the free throw line, four of seven overall from the field. Just a really efficient game and only played 20 minutes. Only played 20 minutes. So I really love the, the effort they came out with in this game. I love the fact that Luca was able to dissect this defense and do everything he wanted to do to these guys. Got another triple double. Josh Richardson came to play. I mean, he didn't have a great game, but he also didn't have a bad game. He was three of five, one of three from the three-point line. Still another guy who can defend. He'll find his way. I'm sure he'll make his mark throughout this series. But a total team effort and lights out shooting from this team. I don't know if that if that's sustainable. Obviously, 47% is extremely high. I don't know if they'll do that every game. That's unrealistic for me to even expect that. But I expect Porzingis to play better. I expect Luka to continue to play the well as well as he's playing. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr., His the end of his regular season run has trickled right over to the playoffs. I think that he will continue to play the way he is. Jalen Brunson, I think, is, is here to stay. These guys can make this happen. Now, I must admit, I said I think the Clippers would win in seven. That's my that's That's putting on my basketball hat, thinking that, this team has two All-NBA guys that are really, really, really trying to make sure that they get past this series because of what happened last year and the manner in which it happened. Not necessarily because they're looking at the Mavericks, but because they want to win a championship and they got to go through the Mavericks in order to do that. But with all that being said, my fan hat, which I'm a fan of the Mavericks and I'm a huge supporter, I think they can win this series. I think they have the ingredients to beat this team. And again, when you think about mentality and when you think about the psyche of a series, if they win on Tuesday, things could get really different. It could get really different. All it takes is for a team to, to see the light and for a team to see that they can win. And things can really change, give a team confidence. And a game like today gives them the ultimate confidence, although they were already confident coming into this series. Then add on the bulletin board material of the fact that it's even if it's not true, the perception is that the Clippers tanked to try to position themselves to play the Mavericks and to avoid the Lakers. And because of that, the Mavericks looked as if they are taking that personal. I mean, Luka, he looked like he had a focused anger out there. 
He looked like he wanted to. He wants to prove a point to this team, and he remembers what happened in last year's playoffs, and he's not happy about it. Dorian Finney-Smith has made comments throughout the year talking about these guys getting back to the playoffs, and here we go with a fully loaded team. Everyone's healthy, and it's all hands on deck. So let's see what happens next game. I mean, obviously, you would. Ex- hopefully, it's not a letdown where they're just happy about getting the split. Get hungry and go get the second game as well. Go get the second one. So. We'll see. They play them on Tuesday night. Thank you guys for listening to me. I definitely wanted to come on and give you an instant reaction to this game because I loved what I saw. I loved how well the supporting cast played. And Luka was just being Luka. And that is just a pleasure to watch, no matter who it is. So, again, please download, subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review. We're on all streaming platforms. Let me know how you feel. On Twitter, you can catch me at LBSaidIt. That's L-B-S-A-I-D-I-T and at Hootball Mavs. Again, see you guys Tuesday night. Go Mavs. This has been a Hootball presentation.